You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. We get to see the star of Australasian harness racing again uh, this weekend in the Cranbourne Cup. It's going to come through... Uh, that's about 7.55 on Saturday night, Queensland time. 8.55 Victorian time. It's over the distance of 25.55 metres. He's off the second line. Looks like he's going to follow out Pete Said So, leap to fame. So he's drawn 10 on the second line. Field of 11 there to run on uh, Saturday night. And uh, Chris Barsby is with us. How are you, Chris? Steve, I'm well. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. All right. So Pete Said So got much toe out of the gate, I wonder. Oh, he's okay. Just looking at the market, this market went up yesterday with the uh, the uh, Tab Boys. He's a dollar twenty. He's the only horse in single figures. Everything else is a double, triple figure odd. So he's expected to dominate this race, Steve. Uh, despite that second row draw, staying race, as we know, uh, his lung capacity is just unbelievable. So he's he's the horse to beat. So this will be. Uh, his final start in Victoria. And then there's two weeks until the Newcastle Mile. So it sort of works out perfectly now, the way that uh, Grant Dixon has been able to sort of map this campaign. So four weeks in a row up until Saturday night. Then there's a fortnight to the Newcastle Mile. If he wins the Newcastle Mile, a fortnight then to the Miracle Mile. So that is ideal. And that, that's the reason why he's going to uh, Cranbourne this weekend. He's come through the Hunter Cup really well. So uh, he'll have this uh, final start in Victoria and then it's full steam ahead to uh, Newcastle and Menangle. Yeah, this is one of the easiest races he's contested in some period yeah. of time. Of course, he had those couple of easy kills in Brisbane, hasn't he? Yeah. In the past few months. Yeah, yeah so as I said, he, he's a short favourite. I, I, I think by the time we talk to Jared and Andrew on, on Friday morning, I wouldn't be shocked if he's a little shorter. I think a, a couple of those big players will take the dollar twenty because... I'm expecting him to, to be a little shorter come jump time Saturday night. Yeah, well, it's a case of he's, he's that, you know, way he is now, Chris, when he comes calling around the outside. There's not too many that are just going to park him, are they? No, um, no. Like, what, what we were talking last week for the Hunter Cup about $1.40, and, and that was a, a far superior feel to what he's opposed to. So I think, you know, a few of those bigger guys will, will take the $1.20. They'll see the value there. So I'll be uh, really keen to chat with Jared and Andrew on Friday. Yeah, but four weeks in a row for Leap to Fame. And Nathan Turnbull's with us, Chris. Well, it's big night this Saturday night in Sydney because all the focus now turns to Sydney because we've got the Miracle Mile Carnival officially getting underway this Saturday night. The first of the qualifiers for the Chariots of Fire will take place with the Hondo Grattan Stakes. And this is a, a stacked field. That bonanza last week on Hunter Cup night was awesome. The Queenslander, Frankie Ferocious, coming out on top for his new trainer, Jason Grimson. Well, this race is probably even better. And one of the key horses is Better Be the Best. He's going to be one of the major plays in betting with Tab right now. The favourite is Don't Stop Dreaming, who's on the backup after running second to Leap to Fame. He's $1.85. Better Be the Best at $4.80. Nathan Turnbull joins us. Nathan, good morning. Hey, boys. How are you? Very well. Are you ready to rock and roll this weekend? Yeah, mate, we're good to go. It's, um, yeah, the only thing I'd change is, you know, we could have had a race start under our belt, but, um, yeah, as it is, him being as high as great as he was, we sort of chose the easy route and just give him a few trials and then he can just race his own age group for a while before we have to take on them big boys. Okay. We haven't seen him since the Breeders' Challenge, the big Group 1 race, uh, late last year. He was the clear favourite for that race and he made that break at the home turn. 
Is there any change with the way he's trained down this campaign compared to last? Nah, that was just a complete and utter mystery still to this day. But um, that's why I sort of took him down to Menangle and trialled him last Wednesday just to make sure, you know, I think it was for peace of mind for me and the owner as much as anyone. But, um, yeah, just to make sure there's no demons there or anything. But, um, yeah, we've just added a double-legged spreader to him, which he wore spreaders as a young horse. And, um, you know, just put a shatter roll on him as well, like two bits of Gary's wall before. But um, just to take any ounce of question we have as as to what or what happened that day out of it and um, so there's no excuses come Saturday night. So how many times do you reckon you've watched that replay and tried to work out w- what what happened that day? Uh, none. I've tried to block it out of my memory <laughs> forever. <laughs> All right. But you're, you're confident that, you know, that, that there's no scarring, there's no mental issues and he'll be ready to rock and roll this weekend? Yeah, I have no doubt. I just think, you know, he's usually in on the fence, you know, on the bit at that stage of the race, whereas that day he was just one off and going a 26 quarter, we were absolutely flying. And uh, whether or not, you know, like I said, he just give his knee a brush or something like that, it doesn't take much when you're going them sort of speeds. But even so, I know it hasn't been long, but I think he's matured a little bit and he's showed no signs of doing anything, you know, like that again. All right. I wanted to ask about the trials, the fact that you gave him two trials at your home track, Bathurst, and then you made the trip to Menangle last week, So, and you've explained it. So that was more about, you know, peace of mind for you rather than anything else. Pretty much, and to just give him a, probably a bit more solid hit out, like there's sort of, without being disrespectful, nothing in Bathurst that can sort of push him, you know what I mean? So I really wanted to give him, a, you know, a bit of a gut buster leading into the... Um, bigger races coming up, that's for sure. It was a hot trial, that one last week. Uh, hot and Treacherous, uh, Firefox, Bondi Lockdown, Expensive Ego, they were all there. Did you get what you wanted out of that trial? Yeah, it was absolutely perfect. Like I explained to someone the other day, I was honestly going to take him to an angle the night. Hi, my name's Jeff, we're at 48. And, you know, you're just glad you didn't because it could have just busted him for the, you know, first up and in a long campaign all going well and then um but just around 51 and a half and he was clocked personally to break 26 on the way home and it you know it's really brought him on even here at home he's just completely off his head and jumping out of his skin so it where you know the only thing i changed like i said is if we couldn't have just had an easy kill somewhere and a bit of race fitness i i, I think you know we're as got him as good as we can well that's excellent news just with this field on saturday night are you in any way surprised with the depth of this field on Saturday night? Um, a little bit. I, I I knew the boys said they were going to back up, you know, after the Bonanza if they didn't get into it, like Brad and them. And also um, Purden said they were going to back up after the Hunter Cup. And you think after the runs they did, if they will back up quick or not. But um, when I've seen them there, I wasn't surprised. But, um, yeah, no, like I said, we're... We've babied him all the way along and there's nowhere to hide now straight in against the big boys. Mm. It, it just underlines the, the current crop that we have of four-year-olds in this country. We, we're loaded with talent. Yeah, for sure, 100%. And, you know, there's still a couple more to come, like you got Merlin to come over and stuff. So, yeah, it's... Um, like you said, it's... The Chariots of Fire, yeah, could... Be, like realistically be one of the hardest races of the calendar this year with the crop of four-year-olds.
Yeah, there's no doubt about that. For you personally, Nathan, does the, the Chariots of Fire take on uh, extra significance? This race on Saturday night, this is the Hondo Grattan Stakes. So I'm tipping it's near and dear to your heart, the family's heart, because that was that was your pop's horse, your granddad's horse. Your dad won the Chariots of Fire with smooth satin. So is this in some ways like a personal mission for you with Better Be The Best to come out and win these races? Uh, honestly, it's, you have to pinch yourself. It's just a, like a dream that we can even contest and let alone, you know, be a live chance. So, yeah, we're just tickled pink to be a part of it, really. And like you said, it is super special. All the family will be there on Saturday night. They always go to Honda night. And then, um, yeah, if we can sneak into the chariots and, like I said, even contemplate doing something Dad's done before with Smooth Satin, it's just, uh, yeah, you have to pinch yourself and think how lucky we are, really. All right, you've got a dual-pronged attack with this race. Not only better be the best, you've got on deadline starting as well. He's had the three runs back. He's won his last two. He's rising in grey, but is he capable here? Yeah, well, as you guys got to see him up there in Queensland, he, he's no slouch. He's pretty quick, especially off a helmet. And if, um, you know, he can just tuck in and get a nice sit up close, it, you know, there's no reason why he can't sneak into it either. He, he sort of gets forgotten about a little bit with... Um, better be the best and, um yeah no nah, he you know he deserves his spot in it he, he's ran two race super races his last two with jet aboard and um yeah all systems go for him he's had a great prep leading into it all right who's going to drive on deadline yeah well i just heard back from the stewards we asked if you know we could get an exemption for jet to driving because he's driving the last couple and that but seeing as though he hasn't got his a-grade license yet that got put to bed so, yeah, the owner would really like uh, Cam Hart, and but he's on the two emergencies, so we just sort of have to wait a little bit to see if none of them get a run. And then, obviously, you know, I went in the bat for my family. It's funny, I actually asked Dad if he'd drive him. He said, don't be stupid. I said, mate, you know how to win a chariot. None of these other guys do. And he, and he just put, started laughing and walked off, so I don't think he took them serious. <laughs> so Amanda's in the mix? Yeah, definitely. Amanda... Yeah. Amanda, like I said, be my choice. And then, like I said, Diana's came for Cam. And then, obviously, Mitchell's great to us, helps us out a lot. So, he, you know, he's there as well. If, so I'm sport for choice with family there if, um, you know, it goes, if Cam gets to drive on one of the other ones. Awesome. Good to know. Now, as far as the horse to beat in this race on Saturday night, is it Don't Stop Dreaming? I think so. To you know, finish as close as you did to leap the fame—that's amazing. But uh, like I said, Brad Sauce, I've obviously got a lot of respect for. He's beaten a couple of times, and he's ran super quick times at Menangle. And then, uh, like I said, you got Grimo Sauce out of one. You can't ever, you know, write any of his off. And um, you've obviously got Barry Purden, so he wouldn't come if he didn't think it was worth a shot and obviously what it's done over there in New Zealand as a two and three year old it's obviously pretty special too so yeah there's no doubt it, um, I, in my mind there's definitely you know three four or five really good chances in the race Do you think you'll go sub 50 in this race on Saturday night? There's, you know that definitely has the mixture there to do it it's just whether or not they do or not but um you know, like I said, Brad Toss has done it before and he's probably obviously thinking he'd have to, again, to beat that sort of field. And then you've got, like I said, the Kiwi boys. It's actually their first time on the real big super track. So who knows what they'll do on the big track. So I, I think, yeah, we're going to, if we don't break it, we'll give it a nudge. 
All right, and just in wrapping up, just with Better Be The Best, ideally, uh, where would you like to be in running? Uh, he's probably not going to be in the firing line early with those uh, speedsters that really ping the arm, so where would you like to be sitting as you approach the home turn? Yeah, in an ideal world, obviously, like I said, he'd love to lead because he's super in front. He won the derby in front, but with all the speed there, He's a little bit like Leap to Fame. He takes a little bit to sort of, you know, hit his straps. He doesn't have huge amounts of early speed. So, ideally, you'd just be sitting straight in the 1-1, sitting on Don't Stop Dreaming with Bradfield's holding the front, and they've, they've done a bit of work and brought each other undone, and you're just about to feel free wide off their back. That's what, that's what I keep dreaming of all week anyway. All right. Did you watch that uh, Bonanza race last week at Melton? And if you did, what was the takeaway on Frankie Ferocious? Yeah, well, I actually was stable next to Grimo at the trials last Wednesday when I took uh, my fella down there and he had him there just to give him a workout. And he said, um, I love this horse here. He, he's super quick. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, which one isn't that? He said, he's in on Saturday night. He said, if the one holds the front, he'll win. He said, and even if I'm free fence, I just need a bit of luck. And he still will. He said, he's never seen one that turn of foot. And, um, yeah, he was right. He was super impressive, that's for sure. Mm. It's going to be a cracking uh, race this year, the Chariots. There's no question about it. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, and you've still got Melbourne and that to come. So, yeah, yeah like I said, it could it could be, you know. So it's definitely going to be a very good form race for years to come. I think you're going to see, you know, nine or ten super horses in one race, that's for sure. All right. Well, that's Saturday night, Menangle. Tonight, you're off to Parks. Is there one for our listeners this morning that you can get home? Well, I've got two in one race and me and me secret weapons jumped off both of them and drive to someone else and they've actually been the favourite. So if that's not a tip, I'll, I'll eat me hat. So All right. Yeah, so yeah, that's race yeah, two, yeah. number one, million dollar kiss. Yeah. That, and then I've only got one other one. I had seven in last night. So a bit, a bit smaller team tonight, Major Jermaine. And he, he's done a super job since he come to us. So, yeah. But um, he's probably more of an each way chance. He, he doesn't try his absolute hardest, but he, if he puts his best foot forward, he can get some money. Yeah, that uh, million-dollar kiss hasn't won for an age, however. Yeah, they. it's funny. They lead, and it sits out 30 and 40 in front just running. And I think tonight with Jet on it, it'll think it's loose, and it might be 50 or 60 in front. And I, <laughs> I don't think it's got the cattle chasing it tonight that it has in the past, like... We beat it there the other week. Jet was on one of mine, flip top bottle shop, who I have a bit of time for, and I said, just sit on it and um, don't chase it too much, but or you'll bring yourself undone. And um, you know, but I, and like I said, I got a bit of time for him, so I don't think tonight's crop chasing him is as strong as it has been in the past. So he might be able to get away with it. All right, we'll take the tip. Hey Nathan, really appreciate the time. Best of luck tonight and more so uh, on Saturday night. Thanks, boys. I there he is, Nathan Turnbull, joining us. So we'll watch that race with interest tonight, Steve. Million Dollar Kiss, race two, number one. Yeah, four wins from 59, a mare. OK. And the other one, Major Jermaine, that he was just talking about, race four, number four. So four, we'll, uh, four? Yep, we'll watch that one as Price well. Price of that horse, three sixty one sixty four for It's a model of consistency, yeah. Yeah, yeah, indeed. All right, Angus Garrard's about to join us. I want to talk to him about a, a few horses at the moment because uh, he has raced out of the blocks in 2024. Leading driver in the country. We had Nathan Dawson setting all these records last year and Angus has made a fast start to the new year. He's online with us now. Angus, appreciate the time. Morning, Chris. Thanks for having me. You've hit the ground running. 
Yeah, yeah, it's been a pretty good start to the year so far, so hopefully we can keep rolling. So does that mean that the confidence that you come out of the Inter-Dominion series with has just continued to snowball and you're just seeing them like beach balls at the moment? <laughs> I guess you could put it that way. It um, sort of worked out nice. I've had sort of a few nice drives to start the year and, um, you know, they've all been racing well. How have you tweaked your driving, Angus, in the past 12 months or so? Oh, it's probably not a whole lot um, that I can put it down to specifically, but, you know, you're always trying to improve and uh, get better and trying to pick up little things that can work in the future. So probably just trying to put that into practice more than anything. Have you allowed yourself a little bit of time just to sort of recap on that Inter-Dominion series? You drove in both finals, Classy Washington, Sir Fahrenheit. It was a it was a dream series in many ways for you. Yeah, for sure. It was a massive thrill. Um, you know, we never sort of expected that. Um, for it to pan out that way was, um, as you say, it was a bit of a dream. Um, so, yeah, it was a big thrill and hopefully we can press on to some bigger races again this year. All right. Well, let's just go back to last Saturday night. Two horses that I want to talk about, the Shane Fraser duo. Bangkok DJ, I'm going to say this. I'm sure you're not surprised with what he's done. He's won his last four, but are you just thrilled with the consistency now with this horse? Yeah, 100%, Chris. Um, he's obviously always been a horse with a lot of ability and um, he's sort of at times brought himself undone and at times sort of... Um, been left a bit unlucky and things like that but you know this this whole prep um, this time in he's he's been a different horse he's been super consistent I really can't fault him he's now a five-year-old so he's fully matured and, and Shane hasn't you know shied away from the fact that he's had a few little issues along the way but right now he is just in the zone uh, going for five straight next time he steps out he's now on 11 from 30 I want to ask this question and I'm sure you won't think I'm crazy, although many probably say I am. But for, for sheer speed, point-to-point -point speed, is he closing the gap on, on Manila Playboy? Yeah, look, I, I think sort of the whole time, um, for, as you say, sheer speed, there's probably not a whole lot between them. But, um, you know, I think where it changes is Manila Playboy can sort of hold that for a fair while. He probably... Um, probably just hasn't got quite as long a run as Manila Playboy does. All right, yeah, that's fair enough. Speaking of Manila Playboy, he went down narrowly. I think it was a head of half-neck margin in the free-for-all last week. Turned it up being Deus Ex, Manila Playboy running third. In the end, you led them up three wide and turn it up was able to get you all back. And that, and that was the difference, wasn't it? He was super brave running third. Yeah, for sure. He was super. I, I said to Shane that, to be honest, probably as good as his race and... If you flip the draws, I think he wins pretty comfortable. So I was thrilled with his run. Yeah, and, and the sectionals back it up, 27-5, 26-9. He, he couldn't have done any more. Yeah, that's right. He, he came his last half in 53-4. Um, as you say, first up three wide. So, um, you know, as you say, you can't ask much more. All right. Do you think Shane's looking at the Newcastle mile? That sets up another clash with Leap to Fame, but it, it, has that been mentioned in, in recent days? Yeah, I think he will go away. Um, I'm not sure whether um, he'll go to Newcastle or not or whether he just heads to the sprints yet. But, um, you know, I think he deserves his shot at Sydney this year and hopefully he can get in there and, and give a good sight. All right, and if the DJ's going, uh, you'll be keen to go down and continue your association with both? Yeah, for sure.
Yep. All right. Uh, there's a few others I want to talk about, but I want to focus on Reckliff tonight. We've got a nine-race program. You've got another good book of drives here. Fire and Ice in race one, Gale Geese and Vic Frost. This guy's going well. The draw's not good on paper, but he's good enough to win this race, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. He's been racing really well without a whole lot of luck. So, um, you know, if he gets that luck tonight, he can definitely be right there. So how do you play it from nine? Yeah, it's a little bit tricky to map, I think. Um, you know, there's a few horses there that are first up for a little while and a few others that are up in grade a little. Um, so we're probably just going to have to play it by ear when the gate leaves, see what the tempo's like and what a few of those ones out wide do and make our decision from there. All right, but he's a terrific top three chance, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. All right. Born to ride in race two for Riley Barton. The stable's going super at the moment. Um, she's probably been a little up and down in recent starts, but is this a suitable race for her tonight? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I think, um, you know, she can sort of get forward to a nice spot, hopefully. And um, I, I think she can be there. She wasn't far away last time, and um, I, I actually think that was a pretty good race. So hopefully this week it's might not be quite as strong and we can be close. All right. Almighty Max is a horse that you know well. You've driven him. D does he have the speed to lead? Yeah, for sure. He can definitely lead if he wants to. Okay. Do you, do you want to be parked outside him? Um, I sort of don't mind getting forward on this mare. I think she does race a bit better on speed. So, um, As long as we can be close, I'm, I'm not sort of too bothered whether we're parked or where we are, but as long as we're in sort of that first bunch, I think she does race a little bit better. OK. Race three tonight, Melanjang, second up. Uh, are we expecting better tonight? Yeah, she'll race better. Hopefully we can um, put her on the front end tonight and she'll be a lot better. Um, she's sort of not great off her helmet, so um, hopefully without cover um, she'll race a lot better. All right. Three parts grey drawn, one. If, if you can lead this race, she will take some catching, won't she? Yeah, for sure. She can roll along solid and, um, you know, when she puts her mind to it, she can run sort of a, a pretty nice race out in front. So hopefully she's spot on and she might take a bit of beating. All right. The, the, the hardest to beat here, you're looking at Charlie Chuckles, Naughty Galvanator, um, May wins Lenina, Millie Francis. It looks like it's a fairly open race. Yeah, for sure. I don't think there's any standout, but there is sort of a bunch of horses that have been racing quite well. All right. Race four tonight again for Riley, but Escobar... Uh, this looks winnable for him. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's a nice draw over the 2280, so hopefully we can get a nice trip and he can go close. Ideally at the start here, how do you want it to play out? Do you want to try and look for the lead here? Um, yeah, I suppose we'll have a little look. Uh, I'm not really sure how much gate speed he's really got. I've never really tested him. Um, but, you know, I'm not too bothered again where we are as long as we're sort of if we can stay in that first half of the field, I think it'll be hard to hold out. All right. Is this the right time to, to find out how much gate speed he's got? Yeah, it might be. Um, sometimes it's a little tricky over the 2280 to sort of clear down, but, um, you know, we might be able to have a little look. All right. Race five tonight, last start winner, Dollar Bill. That's your drive. He's drawn the inside of the second row. Does that make it awkward for him? Yeah, it does. It's um, certainly not his ideal draw, but... In saying that, we only need a little bit to go our way and I still think he can be right there. 
All right. Uh, this is a key horse. Race seven, number five, the Narcissist. You've had two drives behind this guy. He's only had the two starts. He's won them both. That's been on the Thursday circuit. So he steps up to the Wednesday night circuit. How do you rate this horse? Yeah, I really like him, Chris. Um, I do think he'll go a long way. And um, hopefully he can um, sort of win again tonight and um, sort of press on to some nicer races. Just with those two victories so far, is he doing it just on raw ability? He looks as green as grass. He's still learning about the caper. So uh, is it just on raw ability that he's been able to win those races to date? Yeah, for sure. Uh, he is green, but um, he is sort of a fast learner at the same time as well. You know, he hasn't sort of been looked at before and he's sort of been floating along up the back and then we come off that top turn at 400 and he'll just accelerate and sort of put 10 or 12 on him pretty quick. So, you know, he'll, he'll learn pretty quick when he gets some more racing under his belt. But, yeah, I do think he's very talented. OK, and the key thing is the speed. He, he can throw down a quarter when he starts to focus. Uh, as you said, uh, the last uh, two victories, uh, the last quarter have been super sharp. Yeah, for sure. And he's sort of done that without really being asked. You know, we haven't pulled the plugs and sort of haven't asked him hard yet. So um, I do think he'll just keep improving. OK, good push there for the narcissist. And Ghost Train wraps up your drives tonight. He's drawn out in six, but he's went up to winning this race. Yeah, for sure. It's not the ideal draw, but it's the right grade. So hopefully we can get a nice trip somewhere and he should be there about. OK. He, he is versatile, but ideally where would you like to have him uh, situated here? Um, oh, we'll probably just try and slot in somewhere from out wide. Um, he's better off a helmet, I think. So um, we'll try not to use him early and get him to relax. And I'm sort of not bothered where we are. We can sort of make a move. Um, sort of from the half if we have to. So, um, yeah, I'm not bothered how far back we get as long as the races run sort of genuine enough. All right. Your best drive tonight, is it the Narcissist again? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, that's Redcliffe tonight. Just a, a few updates on, on a few of the, uh, the the family's horses. Classy Washington and Sir Fahrenheit, are they back in work? No, not yet. They're just about due to come back. They'll, um, they'll be back in the next couple of weeks and sort of Hopefully have them ready for the Winter Carnival. All right, that's good to hear. Uh, and Nick's pick, who, who starts on Saturday night, he's had two runs back off a long layoff and he's won them both. Are you at all surprised or, or shocked with the way he's come back to racing? Because he, he was very good first up, but that win last week was just super. Yeah, it, it probably sounds silly, but I'm not really surprised how he's come back. Um, I sort of had a really big rap on him as a three-year-old. He stepped right up and and race really good sort of throughout his three-year-old year and then we gave him a break and brought him back at four and he just never fired he was really disappointing the whole way through and we sort of couldn't really find an issue but we just decided to turn him out as you say give him that long break and um you know whatever was wrong it's certainly right now so um yeah he, he's in super form and right back where i sort of thought he'd be as a three-year-old is he the biggest horse in the stable he is a big boy He's a big boy. He's probably not quite as tall as uh, Cat's Eye Beach, but he's certainly not far off. Yeah, he, he's come back. That, that's a good race on Saturday night, though, isn't it? Drawn out in seven. Yeah, it certainly is. It's, um, it, it's a strong field, but I think he's up to it again. All right. And Regazzo Dietilli, is he in work? Yeah, yeah him and the Vicar of Dibley have uh, just started fast-tracking again, so um, they shouldn't be all that far away. 
All right. Hey, appreciate the time this morning. Keep up the good form and uh, we'll see you trackside tonight. Thanks very much, Chris. Angus Garrard talking to Chris Barsby. Chris, just with Magnificent Storm, he's set to launch his Nullarbor campaign, I see, on March 4 in the Pinjarra Cup, 2,690 metres. And then he'll go off to the, the, uh, the big race in Perth and then maybe the Fremantle Cup after, looking at a story here. But, yeah, Pinjarra Cup's when he, when he kicks off his campaign. Magnificent Storm, March 4. Yeah, he would be the number one horse in, in Perth right now off the back of that WA Pacing Cup win last year, Steve. But, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a few that challenge, you know, uh, that, that sort of ranking or, or, or mantle that he's got over there. Um, I think it's quite open, so it's going to be interesting and the Nullarbor is going to be a really good test for a lot of horses. So looking forward to this, I know Gary Hall Sr. has picked up another horse from Perth just recently. I think he only arrived in the last day or two. I don't think we'll see him anytime soon. I think they're planning on giving him a bit of a rest. But later in the year, look out for a horse called Coney Island Lou. He's the son of Sweet Lou. He was previously with Crandall Getty in New Zealand. He's now joined uh, Gary Hall Sr. But uh, he did a good job. He, he, he's beaten home Don't Stop Dreaming a few times over there in New Zealand. So if he can toughen up, he's going to be a, uh, a big addition to the ranks over there in Perth. Mm, worth noting, of course, we watched this race last year, didn't we, with a magnificent storm. We're all gobsmacked yeah. to the driving tactics and then he got the shove after that, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was extraordinary. That's, yeah. Nathan right. Rothwell is with us, our next guest. Nathan, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Uh, I want to talk about Saturday night, last Saturday night, before we focus on tonight. Player Blanker, your mayor, uh, you would have been super proud with that performance last week. Uh, did all the work, too strong, 54-7. How chuff were you? Oh, yeah, really, really happy with her. Um, she's loving racing at the moment, and um, she's quite a tough little thing. So, um, yeah, couldn't ask any more of her at the moment. Just looking back at her record, when you guys picked her up, I think she'd won three races. She's now won 12, so that's nine for you guys. So is she the family pet now? Yeah, she sort of is. She's a, she's a super mare and she's got such a nice nature. So, um, yeah, we all love her at home. And yeah, she sort of is the family pet. All right. So that was the Band 5 mares race last week. So next time she goes around, is she in that open sort of division now for the mares? Uh, yeah, she's still got one band five to win with my uh, concession. Um, and then she's obviously in the open mares. But, yeah, um, this Saturday she goes around in the open mares. OK, so life's getting difficult, more harder now for Play Blanker. Yeah, definitely. It starts to get hard, obviously, once they win their band fives. But, look, if she keeps racing the way she is, I'm sure she's up to it. All right, she's a six-year-old by some beach somewhere out of an art major mare. Any offers from North America? Um... Not really official offers. There's been a bit of talk about it, um, but nothing really official yet. Okay. Would you want to sell her? Um, look, if it was probably the right money, um, consider it. But um, yeah, look, we probably want her uh, as a broodmare. So um, yeah, it'd be hard hard to get rid of her. Okay, fair enough. Uh, am I right in saying that you uh, purchased one of the sales recently, the uh, the APG sales? Yes, that, that is correct. Um, we got an American Ideal filly. Um, yeah, she, she's lovely. Um, she's, uh, she seems real smart and, and sensible. So, um, yeah, it's great. Okay, so in many ways you could be, hopefully, the replacement for Player Blanker in time to come. Yeah, well, exactly. That, that definitely could be the case. 
Right. Well, that was last Saturday night. We wish her uh, all the best uh, on Saturday night coming up in that race. Uh, what about tonight at Redcliffe? Uh, number of drive. Let's go through them. Race two, I am Marquez, your first drive behind this guy. Watching him last week at Albion Park, he's a big boy. Yeah, he is a big boy. Um, look, the gate's probably not ideal for him, but, um, look, Doug does a great uh, job with his horses. So, um, look, if he has any sort of luck, I'm sure you'll um, be, be in it. Yeah, he's going to strip fitter tonight, isn't he? Oh, definitely, for sure. Yeah, but the draw's the, the concern there. So that's I am Marquez. What about race four, Eurobeat, last start winner? This is only a small field, but he's right in the mix here. Yeah, he's a horse that's going really good at the moment. Um, look, four's probably not too bad for him. He'll probably just be able to maybe just go back and slot in somewhere and um, look at the speed's um, strong enough early. He'll be running on strong. What about the distance, 2280? Any concern there? Um, not too worried. Um, he's, he's just a really good sit and sprinter. So, yeah, I'm not really concerned about the extra distance. Should, shouldn't worry him. Right. And just with that last uh, when you drove, he went really quick time. Did he feel strong through the line? He was. He was real strong. He, he felt like he could pretty much go another lap. So, um, yeah, really happy with that run. All right. Well, that's a good sign there for tonight with Eurobeat. Race six, Rosarito comes up with barrier one. Graham White does a good job with his team. Uh, do you give this guy a chance? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, the gate helps. Um, and, yeah, you know, either way, he's, he's going to get a nice enough run. So, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely a good chance tonight. All right. Just looking at it and w without sort of preempting what the, the plans are, do you think you've got the speed to lead? Um, yeah, he's definitely got the speed to lead. Just, um, just have to talk to, to Graham and see what he wants to do. Um, either, either way, I think, you know, he's, he's going to be hard to beat. All right. And race seven tonight, our Uncle Les, again for Graham White. You're up against the narcissist. We just spoke with Angus Garrard. He gave a good push for this guy. But our Uncle Les never runs a bad race. So can we expect something similar again tonight? Yeah, he's a consistent big fella. Um, look, yeah, probably not um, a bad gate, but um, sort of hard to see where, where we'll end up. Um, maybe even 1-1 one -one somewhere, um, hopefully. But... Yeah, look, he's a consistent horse, so, um, you know, he should be there about. All right. What's the best of your drives tonight? Um, I'd, I'd probably have to say Eurobeat. All right, Eurobeat for Jack and Tara Butler. Are you happy with the way 2024 has started for you? Ten wins on the board. Are you happy with that? Yeah, it's been a great start. Um, hopefully it can continue. Yeah, you are a little unlucky yesterday with, uh, with Mighty George. He backs up on Saturday night, but he's been a good horse for you. Yeah, he's he's flying at the moment. Um, yeah, Ronnie and Shirley do a great job with their horses, so um, it's always good to get on to get on them and um, yeah, get get winners. Yeah, another horse that's been good that you're driving on Saturday night for you uh, is Windy Hill Wally. He's won a stack of races here in Queensland. He, he looks like he's a cool little horse. Yeah, he's a cool little horse to drive. Um, I think I've won about six races on him. So um, yeah. He's a lovely horse and, um, yeah, he just keeps getting better. So, um, look, the draw is probably not great for him on Saturday, but, um, you know, if the speed's on, he'll be in it. All right. Well, fingers crossed. Hey, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside tonight. No worries, Chris. Thanks. There's Nathan Rothwell joining us, Steve. He's only 21 years of age, doing a good job. Had a big season last year, around 50 winners, I think. And he's he's another one that's made a real fly to 2024. So 10 wins already. He's only had about 60 drives. So hit the ground running.
Is Swayze confirmed to go to the West, Chris, for that nullaball we spoke about with Magnificent Storm on April 19? Uh, I, I wouldn't have thought so, Steve. Okay. I'm not a hot and tiny sure. There, there was there was talk at the track yesterday. There was a big offer on the table from North America for him. So okay. whether that's being entertained or there's no sort of story actually to report there, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. But he's not going to be ready for the Miracle Mile Carnival, so I'm not sure he would be ready then for the Nullarbor. But I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. No worries, that'll evolve in time. Darren Clayton. Darren, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. Larry got the job done last week. Um, as Steve outlined, th this is a, a very, very weak race in many ways. And given the fact that he's the only horse in, in single figures for the, the race on Saturday night, he should be able to put them away despite the second row draw. Yeah, you'd expect so. Off what he produced last week he um you know he did a bit of work early he was three wide for probably the first 600 meters i would imagine thereabouts before he got to the front and um yeah it would have been interesting if don't stop dreaming hadn't have mixed his gait a little bit but uh, i think he was i think he would have held him off anyway but uh yeah this race this week it just seems at his mercy regardless of the second line gate and um you know, the way he's going. I think the fact that they opted to stay down there as well, it's uh, a nice little paycheck probably likely to jump in. Mm. That, that, that situation regarding Don't Stop Dreaming last week out of the, the Hunter Cup, he put in those couple of rough ones at the top of the lane and it seems like it's going to be that same sort of um, situation out of the Blacks of Fake with, with Leap the Fame when he ended up with that wheel issue. Was he going to run down Swayze? Was Don't Stop Dreaming going to run down Leap the Fame? No one's ever going to know. No, that's it. And you just have to take it on face value. I think he'd established a pretty good gap uh, Leap to Fame had at that point in time. So um, how close was Don't Stop Dreaming going to get? Yeah, it's one of those things. How long's a piece of string? Mm, indeed. Frankie Ferocious, successful last week, gets a, a pass straight into the Chariots of Fire. And he's a real player, isn't he? Oh, he certainly is. And... Uh, you know he'll be he'll be better better suited back at at a mile race. You know that big Menangle stretch. You know we've seen him uh, roll along out in front quite regularly here at Albion Park. Um, he did it a bit differently there on Saturday night. Tucked away, uh, saved up for one closing shot at them. Jeezy uh, really found the line. He sort of looked like he was going to be in a bit of strife there for a bit, but once Cam Hart found some space, geez didn't he attack the line and um, we've all, always known him for that speed and uh, had a chat with Benny Crosby the, the former trainer of Frankie Ferocious after that race on Saturday night and um, yeah he, he was thrilled and and rightly so so um, you know gets that free free pass straight into the chariots and as Benny said see how he goes there you know there's every chance the horse doesn't come back to Queensland to join his stables such was uh uh, how happy they were with that first up run. All right. Well, all eyes are going to be on for real life on Saturday night. Uh, we spoke with Trent Dawson yesterday. What are you expecting here on Saturday night off that trial last week? Yeah, it was a, it was a super trial and uh, he pulled up pretty good and um, sort of went down and had a, had a yarn to Trent after that trial. He was more than happy with what he'd produced there and um, he's... I guess he, he comes into that race uh, again, 
you know, he looks just at his mercy, that race. It doesn't look overly strong, so um, he shouldn't have too many difficulties there, and he'll head down for the uh, for one of those qualifiers and uh, potentially two Queensland-owned horses into the, into the Chariots of Fire, which, um, you know, then potentially the Miracle Mile further on. So um, looking forward to what, what transpires there, but... For real life, he's a he's a really high quality horse, and off the back of what he ended his season uh, last year, he was sort of a bit up and down. He was sort of fighting, um, you know, sort of a few different issues along the way. He went down to that Menangle for the Breeders' Challenge and was able to win one of those, um, but had a problem, forced him home, missed the final. So I think Trent's pretty keen to get back down there and, and really show what this horse can do. All right, I want to ask this about for real life. Um, in front, he's almost unbeatable. He, he parked up to win the triad. Driven with a sit-down in Sydney on that big track, um, do you think we could see a completely different side to for real life, given that sort of, um, you know, that, that sort of setup? Yeah, I think so, and I think... Um, he has such a, a high speed when he's allowed roll. So um, I, I guess a little bit in the mould of Frankie Ferocious, we, we were used to seeing him here at Albion Park running, you know, time out in front, whereas saved up for, for that run there the other night, just unleashed. And, you know, you've got 400 metres of the Menangle, of the Menangle straight. So if you get out in time, um, you know, in that will settle close enough when you do get out, I should say, um, that's when you can really let down. And, and he's the type of horse that I think could really accelerate, you know, um, saved for that one run at them. Mm, yeah, he's going to be a fascinating watch in that pale face Adios qualifier. And the other thing that I did pose to Trent yesterday, and I, I don't say this with any disrespect, but he looks more like a thoroughbred. He, he is a good-looking horse, isn't he? certainly is and a big horse too like um when i went down to to have a to chat to trent the he was standing next to him and he can hardly get up to to the you know the top of his ears to put the bridle on that's how big he is he's a he is a big imposing horse and um he knows it too yeah he's all athlete uh, he's a he's a good looking horse so looking forward to seeing him on saturday night what about tonight at Redcliffe? We go harness racing there with nine races. Where do we find your best bet tonight? Yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a, a tricky race meeting tonight, but um, I'm happy to go in race four with Escobar, Riley Butt, Angus Garrard combining. Um, this, is a, this is a horse that um, hasn't had a lot of luck with barriers. He's had a, uh, a couple of runs this year, drew gate six last time out, and um, just wasn't suited when he had to, to work outside the leader. I think he gets much closer here, and I think he'll be mighty hard to beat in that race. Race three, sorry, race four, number two, Escobar. All right, he's 250 right now, tab fixed price. That's your best bet. What else do you like tonight? Yeah, one race later, Monterey Jack, horse nine, um, 2,040 metre race, this one. Um, as can be the case, sometimes at Redcliffe, some of these horses just really struggle that with that extra sort of 280 metres from the 1780 up to the 2040, and I think this is one of those occasions. And Monterey Jack, he's an old veteran, but I don't think he'll have any trouble with it and um, might nearly get an each-way price about him. Yeah, you're right. Uh, 550 $1.95, tab fixed price. 
Yeah, so that I think that's uh, that's not a bad play there uh, with him. And like I said, there's a few off the front that'll struggle with that uh, that extra trip. All right. Well, that's the first leg of the quaddy. How we play the quaddy tonight? Yeah, well, obviously throwing him in, throwing number two, explanation noted. Uh, she's got the gate to be thereabouts and throwing also number four, the casual goose. He's uh, he's the type of runner that um, he bobs up every now and again. So we'll throw him in. So two, four, nine, the third, uh, second leg, race six. Another tricky one over the distance. I thought homeboy probably, um, he'll need a bit of luck, but... He follows a good beginner, and if he can get the right run, this is a race he could certainly bob up in. Betting Baron, he just keeps whacking away. He's a bit of a one-batter, but he'll still be there. He won last time out. Uh, and throw number three, get a load of this girl, gets the gate. She's a good gate speed mare. So one, uh, three, seven, and eight. The third leg, race seven. Interesting runner here, the Narcissist. This is probably his toughest test to date. He's only had the two career starts and um, been able to win both of those, but he's as green as grass still. Um, he's a four-year-old. He's two, two wins. You combine his winning margins, it's out to 40 metres. So um, we'll see how he goes here. Vodka and ice, he'll appreciate an improved gait. So um, if the Narcissist can see it out. And the final leg, race eight. Another tricky one. I've got number six, Ghost Train, on top. Tough gate, but I think this is the type of race he can certainly get into. Number eight, Duke. He's going good enough. And number two, Lesvos Lad. Hasn't been too far away of, of late, so gets the right trip. He'll be there about. So two, six, and eight in the final leg. All right, so your quaddy combo tonight for Reckliff. Two, four, nine into three, seven, eight into one and five into 268. So what are we looking at here? $54 for 100% of the dividend. Yeah, that's it. And obviously you can play that with the with the percentages to your budget. All right. And the best bet comes up as race four, number two, Escobar at 250. And race five, each way, number nine, Monterey Jack, 550, $1.95. Hey, Darren, appreciate the time this morning. We'll touch base again on Friday morning. Yeah, looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, it should be a good meeting that we'll, we'll cover Friday at Albion Park with for real life, and also looking forward to seeing Future Assured for Trent Dawson.